Welcome to Tulsa Music Stream, episode 58. This is our celebration of the life of Greg Kozak. He was our legendary DJ and radio personality, advocate for so many bands and artists in this area, and a friend to everyone he met. And we're so glad to have uh, such a great lineup of guests this evening. We have in-studio guests. We have guests that will be joining us via Zoom. We also have guests that we'll be speaking to on the phone. And by all means, we just encourage all of you to participate with each other, share your favorite stories in the chat room of Greg. Um, my hope for the evening is that this, this episode will bring comfort and maybe even some laughs to the people who love Greg. Sure, sure. absolutely. So, fellas, before we cut to our, <laughs> before we cut to our guests, give me your thoughts on on Greg. Let's start with you, Scott. Well, you know, Greg was a uh, big part of my um, my music career, basically here in Tulsa um, when we first started um, in a band called Civil's Machine. You know, we were doing a you know playing the circuit here in Tulsa and everything, and I got to meet him, and he was one of the judges for one of our. Um, um, battle of the bands thing and and um and of course it was him and um uh, another guy that uh, he worked he was uh root jester's uh sound guy and, and he just recently passed away not too long ago too mm-hmm. um but um those guys were the uh get the judges and we ended up winning it and it was great and you know, I'd see him all the time. We'd play like Jake's a place called Jake's Place and Shots and all these clubs around here all the time. And I got to got to know him really well. And he would he would always give me um, you know pep talks about life. You know, I was young. I was you know twenty seven, and, and I was dating a girl that worked in nightclubs. You know, <laughs> the 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 night uh, gentlemen nightclubs. And uh, so there was, it was always uh, some kind of a hassle going on, some sort of drama <laughs> in my life. And he would always kind of coach me on, you know, off the ledge. So, um, you know, <clears throat> having him uh, in my life, uh, especially back then, um, helped me tremendously. Um, there was even, uh, you know, times that we would go in, in the studio and we'd play and, you know, for up there at Zero Four, and and just nothing but laughs and everything, and just a great dude, and and uh, you know, he'll be sorely missed for sure. Nine, give us your thoughts on Greg. Um, for me, I didn't, I know, because he worked at the caravan, uh, you know, in the '80s and whatever. I didn't, I was married at a young age. I didn't go to the caravan. I was doing stuff at home, but um, I met him through just a music scene, just us trying to, you know, get somewhere playing music, and um. Greg really, really went to bat for our band, the Kevorkians. He got us into the regular rotation on the edge, and and um, had all you know all these letters of reference or whatever and shit. So um, he was a big supporter, and that really made me, you know my love for him grew out of the fact that he believed in in our band so much, mm-hmm. and he was and he was. Um, you know he's just a great so we had a little bro- romance it was yeah. it was we it was always smiles and hugs when we saw each other every single time and it may we may not have seen each other for two three four years but it was it was just it was it was it was the same every time just sure. big hugs and big smiles and and um you know i always appreciated him for his appreciation of what we were doing and that's been the common thread and theme that we've seen as as uh, as the news broke a week ago today of his passing is so many people online just poured out the sentiment of, 
Greg was nothing but an encouragement. He encouraged me. He supported our band. I mean, the guy was a light in a dark world, and we need to continue being that, uh, you know, in his memory. Just be a light uh, to the people around you. Encourage them and support them because that stuff, that's what changes the world. And to me, Greg was a world changer. He certainly had such an impact. And that's why we're doing this tonight because we wanted to bring all of you together to share your thoughts. We have such amazing guests. I'm going to bring some guys on camera. Yeah, we, we got plenty of pictures, and, and yes. we're going to share some cool pictures. Oh, and, yes. The cool and, thing and, is, and you're even wearing... Uh, I'm wearing one of uh, Greg's shirts, yeah. his band, ma what is it, his drum major shirt from, I don't know, how, how old was he? Uh, that was 81, so... 1980. See, if you don't know, if you know, Greg and I are probably built pretty much the same. We both have, like, no ass, and we weigh, like, 155 <laughs> pounds. So, I mean, literally, if this would have been his eighth grade shirt, it probably would have fit on me, honestly. But, well, yeah. but here's the thing about life, man. What you really, you're going to be remembered for is how you treated people and, you know, the, and, and the, the memories that you, the, good, the, the positive memories that you had um, for, you know. And, um, man, there's so many people that have so many great stories about Greg. I mean, he left, he left such um so many positive memories so hopefully tonight's going to be a celebration and not any you know we're going to agree we're all going to grieve but yeah. this is going to be a celebration of of all the great um, memories he left us with so True. let's do that this is part of the processing and healing and you know I, I saw a guy interviewed not too long ago he lost a loved one and he said they talk about closure you never get closure you don't you don't get closure the only thing that happens is that time passes and things you know the pain eases a little but you always remember and and we will always remember greg and just one more thing before we cut to our guests this is a testimony right here to his impact we have 84 people watching do you know how long it's been since we've had that many people i mean here we are interviewing a guy that plays for foreigner and we have half of that watching That's right live. That i'm cool? not i'm not trying to downplay our stream we are trying to grow it but this just shows greg's impact and uh, seriously right there yeah. thank you very very yeah. much so i'm going to put these fellas on camera and it's going to be a little loosey-goosey tonight uh we're we're limited on our resources lucy's here yes she is so, <laughs> so we, we have uh, Lucy. I'm home. Lucy was gonna be here. Okay. Okay. So we have. Uh, look at the time. I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> we have Lynn Hernandez. We do. And uh, Mr. Jason Gilardi. And I'm actually trying to pop up their uh, their names on screen here. Let's That's what that. she said. Boom. Gotcha. Okay. So you guys are on camera. So Lynn, you've got the mic. So I think it just makes sense that uh, that you share some. You fellas, stop. Playing around over there. Drummers don't get mics. No, <laughs> never, never. Why don't you? Wanna, I, I know. I think you said you and Greg weren't necessarily like the the closest of friends, right? But undoubtedly, you had a connection to him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, radio people do, right? You know, and um, uh, even when I wasn't living here yet, I knew who he was. Um, I had a connection to Hondo. I worked with Hondo in Austin um, before. I moved to Dallas and then here. And also I had a friend of mine that was a program director that was at the edge from Austin. So I knew, so yeah, we had that bridge and Austin um, radio is really kind of a small industry. Believe me, it's getting smaller. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but even back then, I mean, you know, of all these morning shows around the country and just crazy DJs around the country and, um, and then when the internet, <laughs> wow, do I sound old. And then when the internet was invented, <laughs> thank you, Al Gore. Uh, 
But anyway, uh, so then we could listen to radio stations around the country, and I could pick up stations from Tulsa. And, right. And then I, I, I got a job here, which was awesome and, um, as part of the competition. Um, but, I mean, you're, you're so right when, when you say that he was a light in a world of, of darkness because uh, radio can get dark, you know, it can get competitive. Yes. In a, in a fun way, um, and in a dark way, and in a shitty way, and but he wasn't like that at all. And I, I hope that I wasn't like that at all. Um, so I mean, Jana, you're totally right. <laughs> uh, that uh, when I moved here, you know, it's our job to listen to the competition. You know, keep right. your enemies close, uh, friends close, and your enemies closer, right? So you're you're always kind of monitoring them. And and I I've, now I actually lived in Tulsa. And had a chance to listen to Greg and Chuck and, and fell in love with him. I met Chuck first, and I'm sure we all remember the day we met Chuck first. <laughs> he is such an incredible personality on the radio and in person. It was a, at the Willie Nelson concert at uh, the old Driller Stadium, and I was sitting there with a, all my new KMOD you know, radio people, mm-hmm. and somebody uh, sort of elbowed me and goes, there's a... Uh, Chuck from the Z1045 The Edge, the morning show. Right. I'm like, really? Where? And I looked up at him and <laughs> so I had to, you know, I had a few beers in me. I'm like, man, I want to go say hey. And he, him and I just clicked like that. And so I met him first and, you know, scruffy beard up on my face. He's always hugging you. Come here. Scruffy beard. Right. And when I first met uh, Greg, finally, it was at the caravan nine, like you were talking about. And I'll never forget. Uh, somebody told me that, yeah, that morning guy on the edge, you know, he DJs at the country bar in town. And I'm like, okay, there's the yin and yang right. of, of radio, you no know, kidding. the radio format. So I was like, Oh, I got to go in. There's, there's a lot of pussy there. Can you say, yeah, uh, you, you can say whatever you just did. You You can edit that out in post. No, right? You're fine. You're good. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, I want to go check out the caravan. And uh, so I went with my my buddy Clark, this guy that I worked with at, at KMOD. And he's a two-stepper. He knew all about the caravan. So I, so I was in good hands with him. So I was hanging out with him most of the night. And then, and then I kept looking over at Greg. I was like, that's Greg. That long-haired hippie rocker is the DJ at a country bar. Crazy, huh? I know. So I went over there and I and I, I I introduced myself to him. And as it turned out, Jill Monroe from I guess it was Star One Hundred Three Three then sure. was there too. I, it was it was weird how we were all there, and uh, and I loved meeting her too. And and uh, and so I was over talking to Greg and I introduced myself and he goes, and I and I asked him that I I said, so you're a DJ here. He goes, yeah, bro. Believe me, they pay me better than the edge here. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't doubt that, you know. And because um, I mean, the place was gigantic and yeah. it was packed, and they're all two step into country music. Back when country music was was real, you know, when when Johnny Cash was still sure. alive. I, I always say when he died, country music died. But anyway, um, so he goes, he goes, yeah. And check this out. Watch this. 
and he's queuing up his, his next record. And he goes, watch this. They'll two-step to anything. Watch this. <laughs> he gets it ready to go, and kaboom, the next song goes, and it's Rage Against the Machine, Bulls on Parade, and there they go, two-stepping oh, around the caravan. Crap. That's crazy. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. He looks over at me. You know, he's doing the DJ thing, and, and he looks at me like, right? I go, gee. Amazing. Wow. So he was having fun, sure. no matter where he was, and you sure. could tell. Just you know, and I didn't want to bother him, so I'm just sort of standing off to the side, and and just whenever he had a moment, then I'd, I'd read, I'd run in there and say, "So anyway, you know, how long you been working at the Edge and stuff like that, and just a little <laughs> nerdy radio talk, right?" And um, and then so Jill Monroe, it was a foggy night. I gotta tell you, <laughs> <laughs> it was a foggy night. However, Jill Monroe showed up. And uh, so we all got a picture together, and and I thought that was the coolest picture ever. And I, and I, yeah, I posted it on our on our Facebook page, and and so he he not only uh, Jan, like you were saying, he yeah, uh, I mean, radio can be a dark, ugly world, but he was a, a shining star, and he was bright, and he was welcoming, and he, yes. he you know he talked to me, and he never said one shitty thing about KMOD, and he was never. not Chuck either, you know, and right. and so I thought that was so cool, and I, and I was happy and and, and uh, to be able to talk to him, and I know he was he was a private guy, very oh, for sure, very in a non-private world, yeah, radio in the morning, DJ at one of the biggest bars in town at night on the weekends yes uh so but but yeah but you're right i mean i other than that i mean it's not like i hung out with him i actually hang out with chuck more and sure. you know we text each other and go and hang out at bars yeah. and stuff well i'll tell you I, I put the pictures up when we did the pilot episode with yeah. both of you together yeah and, and that was so cool i wanted to do yeah. that so bad yeah. Yeah. yes i really even have cool. i still have the message when i was like hey what do you think about lynn hernandez and you sitting down in a interview together I, maybe it's people's dream that you guys were each other's nemesis but it just wasn't that way no. you know no. it, it would wasn't. never it would never right. have been that way you're lex Luthor and he's superman you know I, we could have played up the characters yes, though, you could. that would have been funny good, good ratings brother yeah right, right. I, I didn't see it that way i saw it more like they were both kind of went down you know had the same situation and especially at that time. It was right oh, after right. you. So yeah. I thought, you know, yeah, it was two separate, you know, radio stations, but almost the, it's the same status as far as the music scene. Everyone knows you. You know, you guys walk in somewhere. Everyone, oh, that's Lynn. That's Greg, you know. We talked so, about this on the pilot episode about you guys being just as big a rock stars as anybody else that plays music in this town yeah. because – just, you know what well, you guys did and the personalities that you guys are and you know so something i want to share with you too um i i put up kind of a, a whiny little post this morning because i thought fox 23 was going to be over here this week i read that they called me back today yeah. and they said it's still going to happen but one thing i plan on telling them and this applies to you as well lynn and this is going to date me really badly but you know what john erling was to talk radio i feel that you and greg are to rock and roll radio i mean you're the voice of our youth you know we you were part of our lives every day wherever we're, we're driving there's lynn telling me what's up there's greg telling me what's up and it just it's just part of your life and so uh 
I want you to know the impact Thank you. you, you ha- have, still have, and what he had Thank as you. well. And um, I was hitting on some chick at a bar, and she finally told me when I yeah. told her my name. She goes, oh, oh, I know who you are. My dad said he listened to you his whole life. Right. Oh, yeah, that feels really. good, doesn't it? Hey, okay. hey Lynn. I'm going to go over here. Where's my walker? Hey, <laughs> hey Lynn, Lynn. Yep. Cool T-shirt. Oh yeah, for hell yeah. yeah. Represent. Why aren't you wearing ours? DMS. <laughs> Jason paid him the checks in the mail. Wait, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't. So speaking of Jason, yes. why don't you hand that thing over to Jason? Jason, I know you. There you go. You've got some special thoughts. I don't know and what memories. to do with this. I'm a drummer. No. That's right. <laughs> You're oh, fine. Shit. Take just, it away. Take can it I away. hit a snare with just this? Just right in front of the pie hole. Man. Oh, okay, just right here. Yeah. Usually at Soundcheck, they don't want me to have this. No. No, you're good. Um. So my some great memories, and I posted this on on Facebook when I heard the news. But so I was in a band called Caroline Spine, and we started touring the Tulsa area around '94, '95, playing places like the Eclipse and Hofbrau and all that. So at one point, we got to a point where we were almost like the house band at a place called the Dugout, which I think was yeah 51st yeah. and Sheridan yeah. or something next to Garfield's that. restaurant. Yeah. And just got to you know make a lot of friends there. And we had two guys in our band, Mark Haw and Scott Jones, who from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I remember one night looking in the back, which, you know, small place, so it wasn't very far to look back. But I see these three guys standing in the back room, arms, cl- arms crossed, wearing edge shirts. And I ask our bass player, Scott, who are those guys? And he goes, oh, oh, dude, you, you got to meet them. That's Greg, Hondo, and Chuck, the sports guy. Now, when I came to town, all I did was listen to The Edge and KMOD because they were playing the music that I liked. Right. Um, coming from L.A., it was really hard to find a rock radio station, and we didn't have mp3 players and stuff at the time so i went and met them and all three of them were extremely nice guys and in the following years i remember you brought up the fact of them being kind of like rock stars and you as well from the musician standpoint you're looking at the guys on the radio Mm -hmm. who are helping your career and pushing your band they're the rock stars those are the guys you want to meet and there's that mystery because always when you meet somebody that you're so used to hearing their voice first and then especially greg with the hair oh yeah um i was like Oh, you're Greg. Uh, okay. Uh, and then turned out to be all three of them, but especially Greg, he and I connected and became a, a great friend um, throughout all the years between Caroline Spine and side projects I'd, I've done, um, tribute shows I've been able to be a part of. He was always the first one to call me and say, we'd love to have you on the radio. We'd love to support what you're doing. Um, one funny thing that I will never forget this is, so Chuck the Sports Guy and Greg had a morning show. And you got to do it all week, And I got to do it. Chuck was out on vacation or something, and Greg calls me and said, hey, you've always kind of talked about wanting to do a little bit more on radio. Um, Would it want to come on and be the morning host with me? And I was like, can I be my nickname, Stick? Can I be Stick the Sports Guy? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, Jason, you do whatever you want to be, whatever. And he goes, you don't watch sports. And I go, yeah, but there's probably a newspaper there or something that I can kind of look. And so we did it for a week, and I'll never forget the first days, like, all right, we've got Stick the Sports Guy filling in for Chuck today. Jason, why don't, you, why don't you tell us what's going on tonight in sports? And I just glance over at the newspaper, and I said, well, it's going to be a football game and two teams and probably going to want to win. And oh, there's going to be some scoring and <laughs> some sad people and some happy people. And, and I really think you should tune in. It's going to be great. And Chuck just, or Greg just looked at me and was like, okay, and we're going to be moving on to some songs right now. And he actually let me come in the next four days of the week. Uh, but it was such a bonding moment for us. Um, really got to know him that much better. Yeah. Um, taking smoke breaks with him when we were, you know, on the breaks and, and all that stuff. And just for me, 
again, someone you listen on the radio mm-hmm. every time I was in town, and to not only meet him and realize what a great person, and this is no disrespect to Hondo or Chuck Sports Guy, sure. same thing too, but Greg was just always the one that made the call yes. and kept in touch. Absolutely. Um, Correct. And even recently with, with the band, I have the pleasure of being in Dead Metal Society, he's come to shows, and when he's come to our shows, he didn't tell us he was there. I had to find out days later, because he didn't <laughs> want to make a big stink, he didn't want to bother us, even though I would have loved to have given him a hug and... You know, anytime I saw him, um, he was huge. For many years, we did an event called Drum Day. And for a long time, I didn't know Greg was a drummer. Um, and so he would be there. He was one of the three main people that put it on with Matt Donaldson and Mike DiPetrillo. I remember the first year, Greg brings this drum set. And I thought it was a joke at first. I was like, who, who let you rent this for the day? And he's like, no, this is mine. By the way, can you help me set it up? And I was like, you don't play this very often, do you? So I helped him. Me and Matt Donaldson helped him. He's like, okay, now can you teach me how to tune it? This is all while drum days going on, you know? So wow. um, that was another bond, just an extra added That's to the cool. friendship that we had of, of both being drummers. Yeah. And so, and you know, the bottom line is I always say this, when the day comes that I pass away, the one thing I hope people can say about me was, oh, Jason, he was a good guy. I don't care about the music and all that. Jason was a good guy. He was nice to people. That's that's what I hope my legacy is. Sure. And everyone I've talked to, that's what they say about Craig. Yeah. Like you said yes. earlier, he was yeah. a good guy. That's right. You just knew in his heart he was a good guy. Yeah. And he cared about people. Never saw him angry at anyone. Never saw him huge emotional range either. Right. You know? right. But was just there for you if you needed it. Um, and I can't thank him enough for all the support. And a lot of, you know, a lot of me being and still living in Tulsa was from those days and the support we mm-hmm. got from from the Edge and Greg and Chuck and Hondo and Lynn here as well, big supporter. You, um, you know, not just because you're sitting next to me, but honestly, you know, sure. Lynn's a big part of that as well. You know, back then when we were doing our thing in Sybils and, and and you guys were blowing up and they were just playing you on 104 constantly, and I'm like, you know. Man, so we want we don't wanted to ride that coattail, you know, mm-hmm. and and we knew that Greg was a big part of that, and 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 how he really had the stranglehold on on getting you guys on on air mm-hmm. and playing you guys, and so I mean we'd see him and it was like you know if we get get connected with with Greg maybe he can you know <laughs> do the same thing for us yeah. and and we weren't just the only band that was doing that i mean there was tons of us you know like if this can happen cuz 104 was blowing mm-hmm. up i mean they were huge for doing what they uh, were that's doing that's another big thing a lot of people don't realize a big part of why not only the two guys in the band from Tulsa but you know let alone that we had to prove ourselves and the edge was the first radio station in the country to play us before we had a record deal and wow. play us in constant rotation. Right. Wow. And not just Sullivan, but would play every, cause back then not being on a label, they didn't have to, they weren't dictated to of what song they had to play. Right. So it's funny. I remember when I went and met my wife and one of the first things she said to me was, yeah, I'm not a big fan of your band. And I said, okay, that actually <laughs> makes me more intrigued. Months and months after dating, she hears a song we had called Necro and she goes, Oh, that's you guys? She goes, oh, that song I like. She goes, I see hear Greg play that all <laughs> you, the time. You, end, you ended it then. Ended it. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I was 22 years yeah. later. So, but the fact that they would play songs like Necro or they would play us constantly and yeah. not just promote the shows but because they had to, because they were paid to, right. because they wanted to. And they would all, Greg would be like, well, I'm going to be there myself. So if you guys aren't coming, I'm going to be there having a great time. Sure. So that was a huge impact on us to hear, you know, as a band, to hear yourself on radio. Right. But then to know the guys playing it and the fact that they're playing it of their own 
push yes. it. They're yeah. not being paid to do it or anything like right. that. Yeah. That was right. a huge thing yeah. for us. And he truly wanted to play that material. It wasn't a, oh, I'm doing a favor for my buddy. No. I mean, he, he really enjoyed it. He didn't know it. any of us. So, I mean, he kind of knew Mark and Scott a little bit. Just, yeah. But, yeah, so there was no, like, I owe someone a favor. Like you right. said, it was, I like this band. I'm going to push them. But just you to bet. have a major radio station play you before you're signed. Yeah, yeah that's a big deal. That's, and listen, here's the thing. So many musicians can say that. I mean, for, for my story the same is almost the same kind of thing. I, there was a website when the Internet first came out, and it was called bestoftulsa.com or some mm-hmm. shit. And they asked a whole bunch of DJs, who's your favorite local band? And there were some really good bands in town at that time. Oh, yes. I mean, a lot of them. I'm reading down the list, but I get to Greg Kosak, and it's the Kevorkians. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that is really cool that he likes this man. And uh, I mean, of course, I already knew him, but that was just like, it okay, means a lot. Then I was in love. Yeah, yeah. you know, he, he, he went from like to love. Yeah, so, he, great back, supporter of music for us. Back when they, you know, they released that first volume of Homegrown, mm-hmm. you know, the CD, and um, you know, we were always in contact with Greg and, and of course, David Sodders as well. Yes, and, and how they kind of blew that up. And for us, you know, to have, you know, his approval of giving, you know, giving him a song. Can you give us the David Sodders, that thing? We would like to land that land on your, your homegrown CD. And I look down and there's, there's Caroline Spine and there's the Nixons. And, and it's like, you know, right there. I'm like, here we go. Here we go. This is, this is our chance. We get on, we get a song on here mm-hmm. and then hopefully now that it's on their CD, they're going to start playing our song. So I'm on the phone and I'm calling Greg. Hey man, requesting our song. And hey, this is Tom. Can you is, play Civil's Machine? Hi, the, can you please play our song? Right. I love yes. this band. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Been up all night long. <laughs> he, he comes in the morning. I'm like, you know, exactly. Acting like someone else. You know, I'm trying to get that push, you know. Right. Sure. So but especially it, it, for me growing up in Los Angeles, you just didn't get that support. There was no yeah, homegrown right. type right. things on major. Too big. Sure. too big of a city too big but also yeah. it just didn't you didn't hear a lot of concern for local and obviously in LA there's tons of local you just yeah. didn't hear even Sunday nights at midnight or whatever when homegrown you didn't get that right. so to yeah. come here for me and see the support of for what I was trying to do as, as a profession from right. the major guys you right. know right. I will never forget that that's amazing yeah. hey I want to make a I want to make a quick uh, note here the fellas that are going to be joining us on zoom if you guys can sit tight for a little bit I'm not surprised this has happened we're running a little bit behind we're not going to worry too much about it and I appreciate you guys telling us that you were flexible with your time so hang in there because we do want to make sure that we uh, get Greg's son Greg Parker up uh and you know what are do you guys have anything else you'd, you you want to say before we let greg take one of you're running seats? behind because you gave the drummer a microphone so no I'm no no <laughs> no i mean really there's no behind no, it's just no, i I, I told them maybe 8 30 i just want to say thank you guys for doing this hey it's our pleasure and honor and i'm telling you guys we we cherish those memories that we had with greg um we'll t- we'll talk more about that as the show goes on but, but again once again we, we go back to look at how many great memories we've already just talked about and there's so, so many more and so many people have so many great stories so yeah fuck man yeah it's it's true so yeah I, I would say the same um as jason and that's thank you guys for asking me back here <laughs> sorry i said pussy did you know we have three of them in this house cats <laughs> oh i was gonna say well <laughs> see you losers later <laughs> anyway uh but no in all honesty uh thank you guys of very course. much yeah, of um course. and greg is uh 
he's a true rock star and now yes. a true truly a star up in the sky and yeah. yes. every time we yeah. uh you know we we think of uh, great rock radio in tulsa and listen to spine <laughs> we can look up there and go thanks greg yeah. absolutely <laughs> yeah. absolutely yeah. okay hearts forever all right i'm gonna put up something while All right. So it's like kind of loosey-goosey tonight. I'm, I'll, be, I'll be right back. Loosey-goosey. I just realized that the uh, the picture I, I put together that talks about the GoFundMe, and I need to switch the names because you are not Lynn Hernandez, Greg, so let me... Uh, I told that is correct. Yeah, I told right. everybody this was going to be loosey-goosey, so let me... Oh, boy, that doesn't look good. We're just we're going on the fly here. There's a proper way to do this. I just I don't know how to do it. Okay, you're fine. Jason, are you are you going to sit over there? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm gonna take your name off then. There we go. Now it looks right. So I had, I had. Uh, I forgot my. Oh no, is, you're, is you're, this better over that's here? That's perfect. Okay. Perfect. You're, you're good. Um, I I put up a, a picture of the. I got the GoFundMe links awesome. tonight, and uh, unfortunately, I did not put the microphone patch in that picture. So if I put it up, it's the screen's gonna go silent. But I do want to talk okay. about that. Sure, would love to. Uh, real yeah. quick and then we're gonna get into your your favorite memories of your sure, dad. Sure. Um so I saw that you guys have put together a GoFundMe and it's it's a general fund that's gonna be split three different ways. Tell us about the organizations that those donations will go to. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty excited about it. We spent some time as a family thinking about what that looks like and uh, really what we want to do. So we really have divided by three. The very first one is going to be Berry Hill High School Band, um, which you have already seen uh, a, a vintage slash probably has come back uniform uh, from Berry Hill High School. And so that's going to be the first one. The second one is going to be Claire House, uh, which because my dad was so private, many don't know, but that's the last uh, the last month that he spent his life was in Claire House. No joke. I, I have to say this. We did some. We did a little bit of calculation. He checked into Claire House at 1:30 on April 13th, wow. and he passed away on uh, on May 13th at 1:27. You are kidding. So he barely made it. He didn't make it a month at Claire House. So oh, I think that amazing. that was probably intentional, just knowing my father. <laughs> uh, so anyway, and then the third one. Uh, we're really excited uh, because it, it's it's really a cool local music um, red dirt relief fund, uh, and I've heard a lot about this organization. Basically, providing a lot of relief to local musicians throughout the state of Oklahoma, and we are able to restrict that to Tulsa, which is what we're going to do as a family. So nice. uh, we are going to be doing that. So that was uh, that was pretty specific about what we were going to do and how we were going to spend that go go fund me dollar so uh I, i'm assuming you're putting it on so they'll be able to click on that and and get the link we are absolutely going to share that on right our, we've got a tulsa music stream page and a tulsa music stream group page okay because they tell you you're supposed to do a group and a page so we do what they tell us <laughs> so we'll put the links up but really i i checked it out earlier myself and uh if you just go to GoFundMe and do a search for the greg kozak tribute fund i believe that's what it's called yes that's uh, right you it'll pull right up and then you guys can i saw that there was already a hundred dollar donation made this afternoon so we highly encourage people to donate to that because it's going to go to causes that greg believed in uh, mightily so that is a way to let his legacy carry on so um why don't i'm just gonna 
we told you this was going to be casual. Absolutely. And we yeah. told you, you talk about what you want to talk about and we're going to get out of your way. Sure. No, no, that's okay. I first should ask. I probably need to be looking over here. I it doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, we're, this we're is the loosey goosey show. Okay. Yeah, 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 that's the camera. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, Hello yeah. everyone. Yes. Uh, so, and I, I'm imagining that we probably have family members watching this from throughout the country. So thank you all for tuning in. I put this on my Facebook page today. Also in friends from around. So, yeah, um, very excited. And I got to tell you that one of the one of the best things that's happened in the last week has been to spend time uh, with my dad's very good friends. Um, I actually uh, had an opportunity to sit down with Chuck on Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, one of the days. These this whole week has been kind of crazy. Uh, but to sit down with Chuck because uh, Chuck's going to be doing a, a thing for our family so and close friends, so we appreciate that. Uh, and I, I want to tell a couple really cool stories that I've heard throughout our time, uh, and one of them was from Chuck. Uh, you know, whenever they sat down with my dad and Chuck to talk about uh, hosting the morning show together, first of all, you should know my dad is not a morning person, never has been. Uh, if you know that he worked at the caravan first, then you know that he was a late-night guy, always was. Um, so he wasn't already excited about doing a show that started at six o'clock in the morning. And I think that that's understandable. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, what Chuck shared with me this week was really cool because it was that whenever, you know, and I, I don't want to speak completely out of turn, but what I heard Chuck say was that my dad just put his foot down and said, he will not be Chuck, the sports guy. His name is Chuck. So he's going to go by Chuck. Mm. And literally that's exactly when Chuck, the sports guy became Chuck okay. and the sports guy was dropped. That was the, wow. that was really cool. Never knew that. Well, yeah. And, and what Chuck mentioned to me, and I had heard my dad say this, my, my whole life was, you know, this isn't a production. Like people need to know who we are. We need to be real people. It's not about being a character. It's about being yourself. And that's why he also used his own name. Uh, because at that time that wasn't as popular to do. And sure. so that was, uh, that's one thing that he really said. He said, they can never take my name away from me, mm. which was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, so that was really cool. Um, I spent, uh, some, a really good, uh, amount of time yesterday with a buddy, of his, uh, Bill, Johnny, depending on who you are, I've already had the conflict tonight of understanding that. Um, and just some really good stories about, uh, way back when and, uh, and some really things that are pretty specific and personal. So that was really cool. Um, the other thing has been, uh, you know, again, I I'm loving being here tonight because these are stories that I've kind of heard before, sure. but also things like I know our family side. So, um, you know, this week we also cleaned out my dad's uh, room and we have a whole storage to go through, uh, and that's going to be in a few. That's going to take a few months. Let's be honest. I don't know if my dad owned a trash can um, or knew how to throw <laughs> anything out. Wow. Uh, so I will just tell you, we have everything. Uh, and I was telling the guys here before we even started. Guaranteed, I have some posters. Guaranteed, I have some merch. Hmm. Guaranteed, somewhere our family has something that belongs to many people that are probably even watching right now. So, wow. uh, you know, from from that kind of time frame. So, Crazy. don't be surprised if you get a phone call. But I would say uh, <laughs> the other thing that that was really cool to me, and I think that people watching would probably appreciate this. I had gone through some of his stuff when he was at Claire House just to kind of learn a little bit more about what we you know needed to get and. I came back to Claire house and I said, you know, dad, can I ask you a question? I found a box 
full of pay stubs. Wow. And I said, why in the world <laughs> do you have pay stubs from 1989 or whatever it was? And it was really cool what he said because, you know, I, I'm not in this industry. So it was really cool just to learn that he said, I kept every pay stub because people always told me a musician could not keep a real job. Mm. And I wanted them to know that a musician could keep a real job <laughs> forever. He never threw a pay stub away. That's wow. incredible. I have a pay stub from every paycheck that he ever made. That's so wow. cool. So, Which, so tell a little, little bit about your shirt. Oh, uh -huh. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So this is another gym that we found, too, because we found quite a few um, things so far. And again, we haven't gone through the 20 plus year storage room that he had. So um, this was uh, a shirt before the edge days. And and I'll be honest with you, I'm going to ask one of you to read some of these names if you can, <laughs> because I can't just look down. Well, there's Honda. For Honda sure. is on there for D sure. DC Roberts. DC Roberts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is um, that Randy? Randy of the Redwoods. Man, I don't have my glasses Here, let's on. Look. Bo Chase. Bo Chase. Uh, um, is that Elvis? Elvis. Yep, it is Elvis. Elvis Polo. Polo. Uh, Elvis Polo, right. Mm -hmm. um, oh, Randy Young. And then DC. DC Roberts. Yep, DC. Yeah. Yep, all those names wow. right here. Yeah. And so this is, we did find this uh, in his room hanging. We were very excited to see it. So And I see I'll, Greg Kozak right yep, there. Yep, Greg Kozak's on the bottom. There he is. That's him right there. So, you know what? You keep talking, and I'm going to, I actually, I grabbed so many pictures for this episode. I want to put this up. What, what great timing. I have his autograph. Oh, and nice. and I, th someone put this up on Facebook, and he signed, <laughs> if, I don't know what this means, but it says, Damn Fingers Stuck. And then it says Greg Kozak, hi, S three fifteen nineteen eighty. So that oh, wow. is that is an old school. You think autograph. that's high school HS? Uh, no telling. Yeah. No. Yes. High school. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He graduated in eighty one. Okay. So I kind of spoke out of turn while I was sitting over there. I got a text from my mother that reminded me that, that it wouldn't have been nineteen eighty one because he was a senior. So okay. Okay. mom, okay. I got the text. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, you know, in the there's quite a few just other things, you know, growing up with the, uh, like with this guy around, it was, I'll tell you the very first studio I ever walked into was one of 4.5 at Remington mm. tower. Wow. Uh, the very first bar I ever went to, I hope you're not listening. Jack, uh, was caravan at like four years old before oh, it was geez. open. Uh, I just remember like looking around and seeing those things. So it truly was like growing up with a celebrity. I mean, I'm 38 now. And so that means I was in, probably like late elementary when he started hmm. middle school when it was the coolest thing ever uh i had a principal uh and in spalpa where i grew up that tried so hard to listen to it on the bus man he lasted five minutes he was like i just can't listen to this station on the bus anymore oh. so we didn't get to do that but uh it was really cool he spoke at my eighth grade graduation it was really cool at lone star if you went to lone star you'll remember that yep. uh and so he spoke at that he uh was at i mean every, he was at everything especially after especially after that time period because it was just everything was was really special to him so yeah. While he kept a lot of our lives private because that's who he was, uh, it's really been cool to see people now. Um, I just had the conversation with Jason. Like I, I was like, oh, my gosh, now I know exactly who you are because I've heard X, Y, and Z stories. You know mm, what I mean? And yes. so the same thing has happened over and over where I've seen people, especially the last couple weeks, uh, where all I've, I've been like, oh, my gosh, I know I know everything about you. 
I just didn't know who you were until right now. So right. that was that's been right. pretty cool. So that's super cool to know that we can kind of help put some of these pieces together for you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Very, very excellent. Yeah. Are, are you? Uh, do you have anything you want to ask him? I'm, I'm. If you want to hang out, that would be super. Oh, I'm cool. hanging out. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and, and just just get comfortable. What I'm probably gonna do, and and uh, Jay and Adam, I'm get, I'm getting ready to set up the. Uh, I, I wanted to read. I, I you know yeah, yeah. I had conversations with him. Um, and we, we found out, you know, through a bird, but you know, he didn't want anyone to know. And, right. and so we, we respected that his wishes and not tell everyone under the, under the sun. But, you know, I had conversations with him and I'd reach out to him and see how he was doing. And, and, you know, of course, when he came on our show, you know, we, we had a lot of conversations back and forth, but, you know, I, um, you know, 14 months sober and he would reach out to me and, um, uh, kind of encouraged me with that. So I wanted to read a, a message that he sent me. Um, I said, Hey guy, I wanted to say, I love you. He says, thanks. No one can ever hear that phrase enough. I love you too, brother. And I said, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? He says, doing good, not getting out too much lately. Maybe just being a couple years short of 60 has something to do with that. Never fails. I get to see big parts of you, of your shows on Facebook you guys are killing it. Proud of the stance you're taking against alcohol. It's been about four to five years for me. My body just couldn't take the massive amounts that I was drinking anymore. I really thought I was going to wake up dead. It's a long story, but like I said, good for you. Man, so he awesome. was always in, trying to encourage me. Mm -hmm. and <clears throat> Just the fact that he didn't want everybody to worry, you know, and when yeah. you... He, you know, I'm. He, I didn't know, and and I of course found out through a, a couple of birdies, and I feel like I got to say goodbye. I just when I found out, I I texted him, I I love you, man, and I didn't know if I would hear anything back to be honest with you because I heard he was in hospice. So mm -hmm. the next day, I got a message back said thank you, my old friend. So that was, I didn't need to ask him anything. He didn't want me to. I, I that was our goodbye. Now I and I'm I was I was good with it. You know, not to disclose too much because he would kill me if I did but uh, you know, I, I have his phone and so I've been able to just kind of see and I, because there were tons of messages on there and every single time it said think and pray for my family think and pray for my family never him think and pray for my family think and pray for my family which just speaks for my dad exactly who my dad That's was awesome. uh, and yeah so I appreciate you saying that because that really does that matters that matters big yeah. time yeah you know when he came on our show it was you know I guess he he knew then, and this was I don't know a couple of years ago, and we had no idea, you know. And he came in, and we he did like three or four shows with us. Got to interview Lita Ford with us, and and um, he was kind of coaching us because we just started this out of the pandemic, you know, with boredom, and uh, just kind of coached us. And I remember he was in the next room when I had uh, Phil Lewis, lead singer for L.A. Guns, and we were interviewing him, and he was listening. And then he came in and after they left and was like, you guys did really well. And so then we did uh, uh, your, your um, former bass player from Carolina Spine, Scott Jones. We interviewed him with uh, Greg in the room. And, you know, we always thought that he wanted to be part of this and, and, and be, be, on, be on our team. But we just ever we, we, we always thought we weren't able to afford him to, to cause, yeah. because we thought that he needed to be paid. True. And, well, I have the pay stubs to say that you're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Oh, just kidding. But, you know, I kind of always held, uh, you know, uh, some, you know, some guilt about that, you know. 
but now that I know what I know, I don't know. I don't think that he would have at that time, you know, would have accepted. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. He's a good coach. So no matter what, it would have been, even if it wasn't on air, like I guarantee, you know, like it, that's how much he loved the craft, right. uh, right. loved the craft for, and I don't know if you know this, I, and I'll stop cause I know we have people coming on zoom, oh, but one of the, one of the other stories I heard this week, which I had heard before, but I had forgotten. I don't know if you know, but he actually became a DJ by accident. Um, because one guy just didn't show up for work. I'll be darned. And so he was told to get up in the booth. This is a Chuck story, so thank you, Chuck, for reminding me this. Um, he he basically said, uh, you know, hey, or somebody said, get up in the booth. And so he got in the booth, and from then on out, it was kind of history. So mm. it, kinda, it was kind of crazy to, wow. to hear that. I remember that from years ago, but um, Chuck reminded me. So thanks for that. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. And nice. we did reach out to um, numerous other uh, former um, employees of Z104 back in those days. I uh, reached out to, of course, Chuck, and then I reached out to Amber, and I reached out to David, and, um, you know, Amber was, she was still kind of, you know, not feeling like she can speak about it right now, and then hopefully I told her to just come on in the chat room. She yeah. wants to look, watch it and everything, yeah. and, and this, uh, then David has some issues with, um, so with his family, so... You know. Yeah, and Chuck's not ready to talk either. He, we reached out to him, and it's understandable, guys. I mean, some of us process grief by talking about it, and some of us process grief by shutting down for a while. So whatever everyone needs, I trust that that's what you're doing. But by all means, uh, we're all here in this together, and we're all going to carry Greg's torch on forever. Yeah. I'm going to bring our guests on screen. And bear with me, guys. I, I uh, This probably looks pretty unprofessional. But we don't care as long as we uh, can see these beautiful faces and hear their voices. Can you guys hear us okay? Hello, darlings. How you doing? I can hear you fine. Okay, excellent. Okay, it looks like it's the way it's going to work is whoever's speaking, it's going to switch to you on camera. Adam, you're the first guy up, so let's just have you share uh, your thoughts on Greg Kozak. Well, uh, first of all, thank you guys for inviting me on the stream to be part of a tribute. I've uh, I d normally coming into uh, the show, I, I was kind of worried about being a little out of place because um, of all your guests and everybody you're talking about, I'm, I'm one of the few who never had the pleasure of meeting Greg, but um, he, without Greg, I can say that I probably wouldn't have done half of the podcasting or any of the other stuff I've done. Uh, getting into DJ work, things of that nature. Um, like many, uh, I first got my first dose of Greg on on the edge. And uh, the 90s were my formative years. That's when I really fell in love with music. And for, for me, Greg, I mean, he just had this personality. And when he came on the air, I mean, I, it just had my attention, but it wasn't so sensationalized it wasn't inauthentic it was just a really really cool guy and he just seemed like he had so much fun on the air and that's something i man i want to do something like that it was infectious and it uh absolutely and you know going on years forward um whenever you know i'm trying to find my style when i'm when i've got into podcasting and such and Greg's raspy voice and that infectious laugh he always had is always in the back of my mind. Yeah. And it just kind of 
it in a way it relaxes me. There's there's so much about Greg that I really looked up to, and you know now that you know Surviving Rocklahoma is doing well, I've I've met so many people that I've really looked up to. One of which is in your studio, Mr. Lynn Hernandez himself, and I was always so excited. Um, and looking for the opportunity to work with Greg. But, you know, in since he's passed, I've heard just so many outpouring of stories. And it's, I mean, it's, it's just somebody I've always tried to emulate. And it's nice to know that things that I enjoy um, after doing what I enjoy doing with Surviving Rocklahoma, it's just see, it's so nice and it's so weird to see an echo uh, similarities in, you know, thought process that uh, Greg also had. And I was like, man, I wonder if that's could be why I have this um, love for local music and being a platform for all of these artists and such. Yeah, you definitely have a similar vibe, uh, Adam. I, I think you've definitely picked up Greg's good traits and you're carrying that on. Uh, we appreciate you sharing those thoughts with Greg. I know you have an, uh, an engagement to go to tonight. I was wondering, are you at Rocklahoma right now? <laughs> are Are you Adam? You're not at Rocklahoma, are you? Oh, maybe he disconnected. Uh, no, I'm, I'm well, Drew, it looks like you're up. I, I and this is this is a late add to the show. We're so Hi, glad Drew. that you're here, Hi. Drew. And thank you so much for reaching out to me. Um, for those who don't know, Drew was on the edge. Did you tell me two thousand? What were your years, two thousand six to thirteen? Yeah, incredible. Yeah. So, and I loved hearing the story about how Greg got on the air. I'd never heard that story before, but it very much relates to my story of how I first got on the air. Only Greg was the one that didn't show up. Oh, is that um, right? Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, funny. When I started at the Edge in 2006, uh, they didn't have a DJ position open at the time that they were advertising for. And so I took the remote engineer position, which you drive the truck and set everything up for the events and the remotes and stuff. And it's a lot of sweaty, hard work. Yeah. And uh, But I was really excited. And... Um, Greg, Chuck, everybody was nice to me when I started, but you're always a little bit nervous because sure. you don't know people. Sure. And um, I was new to the job. I'd, I'd been there maybe two months, and it was time for the fair. And, you know, like you guys were talking about earlier, um, Greg would go, and he would Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I believe, he would work at Caravan, and so he was up late. And so on Thursday and Friday mornings, he was always just dragging ass. <laughs> and um, so we had these fair remotes and the edge was supposed to be out there live 100% of the time. And um, Greg had a shift in the afternoon and I was the remote tech. So there I am at the fair in the afternoon, hardly anybody's there and it's hot and Greg doesn't have a cell phone. And they tell you on your first day in radio, if you're not on, if you're not 30 minutes early, you're late. Right. People who show up on time are assholes, basically. <laughs> right? Right. And so you don't want to be that person, right? Well, with Greg, it's like 
you know, he kind of did his thing. He was like, I will be there when I get there. And so as the remote tech, you weren't nervous if Greg was late because he would be there. Right. And um, so he's he supposed to be there 30 minutes before he's not there. 15 minutes. That's typical. Uh, man, okay, it's time for the event to start. His first break is in 10 minutes, mm. 12 minutes. What do I, what am I going to do? Do I call the boss? Do I call the PD who was on the air at the time and tell him that Greg hasn't shown up and I'm two months into this job? Oh, geez. So, <laughs> and I can't get a hold of him. Chuck's doing another gig somewhere. And so I just, I called Kenny Wall. He was on the air and I said, uh, I don't know what's up, man. Greg's not here yet. I'm, I'm kind of worried about him. I'm like trying to cover, you know, but I also see my moment, right? And I go, I, I could do the breaks. <laughs> there you go. And uh, because something had to be done, right? And so Kenny gave me a shot on the air. Wow. And um, I was nervous to tell Greg about it a little bit because I didn't want him to know that I was like ratting him out for being late, you know, not showing up. <laughs> and I went to him and I, you know, I, I guess I, I don't think I said anything right after, but a few days later, uh, Kenny stopped me in the hall and said, hey, do you want to be on the air? And I was like, yeah, that's why I'm here. And uh, he was like, great. And so then I went to Greg because I thought, now I've got some explaining to do, right? So I go to Greg and I'm like, um, I had to tell him that he put me on the air. I did the breaks, but now I don't know what I'm doing. Help oh, me. Right. <laughs> and, you know, he laughed and he was like, that's awesome. He was like, that's great. He was like, you just did it, right? He's like, you just got up there and did it. And, just, and I said, yeah, I, I just did it. Now I'm going to have to do it every Saturday morning. Because <laughs> um, that was the first shift I got. Right. And uh, um, he was just really encouraging to me. Yeah. And um, I remember Amber Fiedler and um, uh, and Greg and I would go smoke on the balcony in the Remington Tower mm. or go down to the basement to smoke. And... I would be, I would have listened to my last air check and be like, God, I hate the way I sound. And um, Amber would be like, well, get some, get some stuffed animals and set them up and talk to them. And, <laughs> and, and, and Greg would be like, oh, fuck all that. Just act like you don't care. <laughs> whatever works, right? He was like, whatever it is, whatever you're saying, the way to make it sound like you belong on the edge is just to act like, you know, yeah, that was whoever, you know, <laughs> just kind of off the cuff, like you're there, at, but you're, you know, and so they kind of coached me until I sounded right. Wow. And um, when we started TulsaOriginalMusic.com, the local music stream, he was like a pusher. Hmm. He kept putting putting discs on my desk and you know sometimes i'd get a little irritated because i'd have like you know everything all programmed out and all this stuff and he dropped something on my desk that i'd never heard and i'd be like oh, i gotta put this in now um but he you know anybody that didn't know greg very well but that you had your music played by him mm -hmm. or it got to me because you gave it to greg 
um, you should know that he was so 100% all in with your band. Right. Right. Because he he wouldn't do that if it wasn't something that he felt had a genuine merit. Sure. Right. Right. Sure. Um, so I think a lot of people, you know, that may have given them some sort of like fleeting confidence at some point way back. Yep. But you need to remember that that was sincere from him. If he played you, he saw value in you. That's right. That's exactly right. He was always encouraging to everybody. Yeah. I think, Greg, you have a comment there? Yeah, I wanted to say, Drew, first of all, uh, I know know a lot of stories, but I've heard that story before. So I've heard this story about him not showing up before. The second one is I want to do a follow-up. Dad got a cell phone in 2016 for the first time. So you'll be happy to know, Drew, that he eventually did get a cell phone. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, he, he popped up on Facebook in my people you may know, and I thought this has to be like a fake bot account. Right, we all <laughs> thought that same thought. thing. Yep. Yeah. And um, I messaged him, and I go, "Has hell frozen over?" Ah, <laughs> that's great. And he laughed, and you know, he's just always been um, somebody that I think of when I think about what integrity is. Yes. Because you know. He he wasn't going to tell you something just because that's what you wanted to hear. Right, right. Um, and he wouldn't kiss anybody's ass, like not at the station, not the bosses, not um, promoters or anybody. Have you ever, we're, we'll go to Jay here in just a minute, but I have to ask you real quick. Did he ever tell you his story about when he got let, let go at the edge? Because it reminds me of what you're saying. Yeah, I think he did at some point, but I don't remember the specifics of it. it. I'll make it quick. He basically walked in. He said he knew what what was coming. And, you know, rather than sit through all the bullshit, he just said, just tell me, am I getting fired? And they said, well, yeah. He's like, okay, let's get this going here. I mean, he just, that was him. I mean, everything you're saying is right. He, uh, Mm -hmm. he just, he didn't, he cut through the crap and he didn't, he didn't kiss anybody's ass. And, you know, in this industry, ooh. Man, there's so much ass kissing that goes on, and yeah. and uh, God bless him for just always being genuine and and real. And we appreciate you just as much. You know, you, you played um, a lot of our local music as well mm-hmm. on the air, so we appreciate you just as much. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Drew, for coming on with us. We so appreciate that. Let's shift over to Jay Pitts. Everybody knows Jay. He's from the Cat in Oklahoma City. How are you doing, my friend? Can you see and hear us okay? I can see you guys great. I'm good. How are you? Good, man. It's great to see you. How have you been? I've been good. Uh, I was actually in Tulsa a couple of days this week. Okay. So I I, kind of waved at you guys as I drove back to Oklahoma City each night. Fantastic. fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on with us tonight. Um, Basically, you're up to bat. Give us some of your your thoughts and favorite memories of Greg. Uh, Thank you guys for having me. Greg, nice to, to finally put a, a face with the name because your dad has told me a lot about you over the years. Uh, uh, when I when I first met Greg, I was in college in Claremore at Rogers State, and I was in broadcasting and, and had my own show and all of that. But the edge is where you wanted to work. Uh, you know, when you were at a concert and you saw the edge DJs walk up, you know, your dad was always in the camo shorts and the edge baseball shirt yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh when they walked in they were like a gang you know like you were just instantly like damn like 
those that's where I want to go. Right. And so I, I would show up to his live remotes, uh, especially when he started doing one at Curly's where it was three bands for three bucks. And he was the the talent. And so I would show up early when and wait for him to get there. And I would bring him my air check, my tape. And he would take it home with him and he would listen to it and he would make notes and he would bring me my tape back with his notes inside it, telling me, you know, what I needed to work on or what I needed to do to get better. And this went on for months, you know, three or four months is every Thursday or whatever day it was, I would show up at Curly's with a new tape for him to listen to. And we we would go through this. And then eventually he was very instrumental in me getting the job and, and working at the edge and hosting homegrown. And, there's a lot of pressure to to host homegrown on the edge in Tulsa because the DJs at the edge were very supportive of local bands and local music. And and if I played something that Greg didn't think belonged on the playlist, he would straight call me out as soon as he saw me the very next week, you know, he would say, Hey, what the fuck are you doing playing this? This this sucked, you know, like or whatever. And he would give me a list of 10 bands that I should have played instead of that one, you know. Wow. Uh, but we had a lot of really great moments uh, at remotes and things like that. And one was uh, opening day, Driller Stadium. Drillers had just changed affiliation from the Rangers or whatever to the Rockies. <laughs> and the Rockies had just drafted this guy like fifth or whatever named Troy to Lewiski. And he ended up becoming like a three or four time all-star, like five time gold glove winner, a really successful baseball player. But this was his very first right out of college, you know, chance going up to the big leagues. And uh, we always broadcasted live outside of Driller Stadium that morning, the morning show of opening day. And Greg's thing was he always wanted to be the the one to have the very first hot dog of the season at Driller Stadium. So, you know, we talked to all the PR people and all the standard people that Greg and Chuck would interview and make sure that, you know, they get their airtime to promote drillers. Well, the the players are getting ready to take batting practice and, and you know, warm up and all that. And they bring him over to, for Greg to talk to because he's the big, important draft pick. And Greg straight up says, I've got my glove. We're going to go play catch after this. Let's see what you got. Let's see if you're really this good. And like straight up, just as real as you get. And he was such a diehard baseball fan. <laughs> seeing him in that moment with this guy who's going to go on to be a superstar. And after he, you know, threw about three or four throws to him, Greg was like, well, yeah, you really got it. Like, you really are legit. <laughs> so that was a pretty cool moment. But I'll never forget getting my ass ripped by Greg one morning. Uh, there was a segment on Fridays that I was lucky enough to do called homegrown heroes. And I would come in with Greg and truck on Friday mornings and I would bring a song to play. And it was usually a band that was having a CD release party or somebody who was having a show that weekend is Mm -hmm. what I typically tried to play. Mm -hmm. And we were at the point where things were starting to be more digital. Like obviously the on air stuff was all on a computer and all digital And there were CD players in the studio, but it was questionable whether or not they worked all the time. And so a lot of time I was getting to the point where bands were starting to email me songs. Mm -hmm. And so I would save them and, you know, open them up on the the Adobe audition computer and play play them that way. Well, Greg noticed this song that was 
using really current modern mixing techniques, we'll just say, where it was mixed and mastered very, very hot, like okay. a lot of records are nowadays. Right. And um, he saw that and he was like, I hope you got another song ready because I'm not playing this. He was like, this is not correct. He's like, you did something wrong here. And we got into a huge fight that I didn't do anything wrong. Like that's how it, it came to me. And it went so far that I tracked down this article from Rolling Stone magazine and it was called The Death of High Fidelity. It went into great explanation with audiologists and scientists about mixing and mastering techniques and loudness and the loudness wars. And the example that they used was Led Zeppelin's Mothership Greatest Hits collection was a remix and remaster using modern techniques. Mm -hmm. When you pull those wave files, they're brick wall limited like a five finger death punch or three days grace song is but originally they were not like that if you pull the original waveform there's dynamics there and they trigger totally different things in your brain and when we finally came to a stalemate when he read that article that i brought to him to prove my point he was like oh okay i understand what you're saying it's still mixed like garbage if they do it like that but i am <laughs> wow. so i started to go in and i had to re insert all of the like the entire homegrown library dubbing them into the system at volumes where they were weren't clipped mm. by hand oh, wow jeez so needless to say he taught you many 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 things about the business that you ended up in as a career and he was invaluable. I, I learned i learned more working with greg than i did in school or working with anybody else because greg was one of those guys that he very freely was willing to help you and give you information and knowledge. If you were willing to seek it out and put out the effort, he was going to help you. Yeah. But there was always one rule. And he said uh, his mentor in the business uh, instilled this same rule in him was if you must pass on that knowledge to somebody else, yeah. uh, you know, and he always said, if I find out that you're not helping other people, we're going to have a problem. And so I've always tried to do the same thing and help other people kind of get to where they want to go in the radio business, whether it, you know, whatever direction they want to go, right. just because he instilled that in me. And he was always so willing to help, whether it be with, you know, recording commercials or on air or how you conduct yourself or, or just radio in general. He was, he was the master. Wow, that's Amazing. that's so cool. It's good stuff, Jay. Yeah, thank you so much. We really appreciate you joining us kind of late on a Friday night. Um, thank you for your input. Thank you for your stories and your memories. And great, um, great shirt, by the way. Yeah, man. Let us know when you're back in town so we can meet up and, and catch up and say hey to you. And thanks again so much for joining us tonight. We truly appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having me. You bet. Thank you, you take Jay. care, buddy. Thank you. See you guys. All right. Bye bye. All these killer stories. So man. Cool. Yeah. Every time we see that guy, he always brings us on air. If it's at Rocklahoma, yeah, if he's, he's got his own booth out there, he's a really great guy. And I remember dude. doing an interview with him and Greg, I believe, years ago. And, um, I don't forget what it was for, but um, I remember him saying, get closer to the mic. You need to eat the mic. <laughs> right. I never could get that right. Right. I, uh, I wanted to let you guys know, I did just get a text from Mike DiPetrillo. He, unfortunately, is not going to be able to uh, take the call tonight. He's had a change in his schedule. Um, how's everybody holding up? I know this is uh, yeah. kind Sorry of Sorry for my, uh, my absences. This yeah, you've a, left a couple times. Well, this is a really thick field of shirt. 
Do you want to go change? No, 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 no. I just had to go out and get some real air because you know it gets a little stuffy. It is stale. So you know, and because we were so like um, you know, this show is kind of relaxed. I just thought you know, and I remember an episode once where you were interviewing Todd Edwards. He just got up to go take a piss in the middle of the show. You know. Well, I've seen Jason do that during a dead metal show. Yes, he has actually done that. It happens. You know, while we're letting Scott get that hooked up and ready to call Kevin Bunch. Well, actually, I wanted to play something real quick. Oh, sure. This was, uh, you know, Z104, they have a podcast. And um, you can go on there, and I believe it's on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts. And it's got Greg and Chuck interviews where they interview people like Rob Zombie's wife and and um, Rob Zombie himself. I think Alice Cooper. There's just a whole bunch of stuff. And I think there's even an interview where they, uh, before Reno 911's movie came out, they, oh, wow. they got to interview all those guys, oh, and wow. they were like, um, they were all in character. So it's like they didn't interview them as themselves. And they interviewed them as their character. Mm-hmm. So they felt like they were like part of the movie. So imagine that interview. That's, Love to hear that. Now, but, are mm-hmm. you are you just going to attempt to play it over? Because we yeah. Don't, yeah. Okay, I, we hope you guys can hear this. You're uh, that's what I do. That's my job. I mean, it's okay. <clears throat> Hopefully, you guys can hear it because it's pretty great. So I'm, gonna I'm not going to play it all; just a little bit of it. Okay. But I probably need a volume. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh boy. You take your time. It's okay. I have a ton of pictures that. Oh. Nope, that's not going to work, man. So over, there's a delay in there. Yeah, it's playing the stream and that clip, unfortunately. That's not really going to work. Sorry. Right. No problem. It was a good try. Can you tell people where to find that clip and maybe they can go check it out? Uh, just Apple or, you know. Can you, hey, can you shut the stream off on your computer? Yeah, one thing at a time. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And now, now his microphone's falling off the table. You know what? This is a great time. You get yourself sorted out there. Do you there. want to go take a break real quick and walk away for a little bit? No, I'm going to make some phone calls. I'm going to scroll through some pictures. This right, this is a super cool picture with yeah, our buddy Matthew Cohen and Greg. Picture. Look, they are just having the time of their lives right there. Yes. I already sh- I already showed uh, the autograph mm-hmm. one. This one is uh, super cool. It's Greg in the studio just owning it like a boss mm-hmm. in there. You can yep, tell. Yep, yep. And let me go down to uh, this is a more recent picture. He's having uh, having dinner this might be the one you're talking about where they they would get breakfast together it's i think it's him and chuck and two other guys yep that's it that's okay. exactly it yeah well we've got that picture up here on the screen and it's scott good shot, and this one's super cool it's uh greg with alice cooper i think i played yeah. that one too or didn't play it i showed it um since mike DiPatrillo is not going to be able to join us i did want to uh show some more drum day pictures as well uh, there they are in the pink. That was a pink drum day. And then here's here's Greg on the pink drum kit. Cool picture. So super cool. So yeah. I have to tell you a story I heard about this pink sure. drum day shirt. I was just talking to Matt the other day, uh, and and he mentioned that that was my dad's least favorite shirt because it because just like we heard earlier, it did not go with camo. Oh, that's a problem. That is yeah. a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. I've seen guys wear pink with camo. It happens on sports teams sometimes, believe it or That's not. That's true. That and, is true. Yeah, yeah. Scott, yeah. you want to give it another shot? or Give what another shot? You're playing the clip of... Uh, no, no, no. Give, no. Love, give love another shot. Okay. That's okay. It is a cool clip. Talk about the clip, though. It's um, Where can people find it if they want to go check it out? 
Do you know? Yeah, where did you get them? Oh, I think he's trying to call our first guest. Where did you get all that stuff at? I was just going to wait. Um, this, uh, you can Google it, and uh, it's on Apple Podcasts. Okay. So nice. yes, if you have like iTunes, um, you can just search it, Z104's. Point fives podcast and it's got so many yeah interviews. i can see a bunch of stuff on there you guys if you guys are are into that kind of thing there's a whole bunch of stuff to listen to there you should go check them out super cool so we're going to go ahead and dial up kevin bunch on the phone and talk to him for a little bit kevin is the singer of doxy and i know he's got some good greg stories as well hello hey kevin how you doing hey scott what's going on good 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 here at tulsa music stream we're uh in the middle of doing our uh, tribute to Greg Kozak, and uh, we thought I'd give you a I call. was watching we'll do that. And uh, I know you have uh, some stories, you know, back in the caravan days and everything with uh, some of your buddies. So can you tell oh, us a little bit yeah, about Yeah, way back early uh, before caravan was country, it actually was rock. And uh, Greg and Jimmy were the uh, DJs, and they'd get up and do the old, air guitar with the axe handles of the broomsticks yeah yeah <laughs> and uh yeah and uh, actually back in the beast days we we guarded our um practice schedule around quarter beer night at caravan so wow. <laughs> we'd go there and hang out with greg and we always give greg a hard time about playing the disco stuff and uh he he always told me i was trying to scare all the girls because i'd go in there with my hair all ratted out and <laughs> The earrings and everything. Mm-hmm. And he said I was giving Rock a bad name. He just gave me a hard time, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I knew I've known Greg probably since eighty two, eighty three. Wow. So that was a long time ago. <clears throat> but yeah. um uh he was always real nice to me and and um you know, he we talk about band stuff and, and rock and roll and all that and this is before he was even on the radio, I think, and uh you know, I told him about the band, and he always talked. We talk about the band back and forth, and he came out a couple times. And actually, I saw him play in a band, and he played bass. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say he wow. played bass before he played drums. Huh? Yeah, he played bass, and he was at the uh, KMOD kite flight. I can't remember the band's name because I got an old man moment here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, they were really good. Jimmy played guitar and sang, and and Greg played bass. It's amazing. So, uh, and that was cool that they were playing the KMOD kite flight because local bands didn't get a chance to do that too much that you didn't know. Right. It, it was like the other bands that played around town that you saw every weekend did that, but they were kind of like a newcomer, mm-hmm. which was really cool. What kind of format was it uh, in the caravan when you'd go up there? Was it always rock or would they like switch it up all the time? Uh, they played like three songs rock, three songs uh, dance, and like three songs country. Hmm. And, then, and, and that was uh, the night? That was it? That, that, well, um, yeah, in a rotate, you know, oh, rotate. Oh, and, uh, okay, okay. And then on Wednesday, in 19, yeah. every Wednesday in 1982 was Pat Benatar night where every woman showed up dressed wet like Pat Benatar. Oh, wow. No, I, exactly. I'm just kidding. Oh. No, no. Did. But you did, have, you, did, you did have your punk people out there too though yeah it reminds me of clicks. fast times at ridgemont High, exactly you know, yeah. Two girls. yeah the cafeteria all the chicks look like pat benatar <laughs> yeah 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 doug burgess and myself we'd go and we were over by the girls bathroom everybody had their standard places that they you know everybody had their own place and all the regulars knew everybody hmm. but uh 
we were, we were by the girls' bathroom because we'd always get there late. So we couldn't get in any f- deeper into the club. But, but why do you uh, why do you need to go any deeper than that right there? I mean, <laughs> well, hey, you know that's what we said. You're going to be able to see them all there, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. See how we. That's think. why Greg said I was scaring them off because uh. I was right by the bathroom. But I'm I'm sure Greg was as supportive of your musical efforts as he was so many other bands. Uh, I mean, you know. Talk a little bit about, do you have any special memories of him, like maybe at one of your band shows or anything like that? Uh, I saw him, um, actually, I think he was at a couple of the Kane shows. Cool. Uh, Bullet Boys and, um, oh crud, I think Babylon AD. But uh, actually, I think the last time at a show we did the uh, Z104 Fun in the Sun. Oh wow! At the zoo, at the zoo, okay, and it was like 115 degrees, <laughs> and uh, but it was a great show. But uh, they were playing playing some of our stuff, and uh, we actually went up and did a um, interview and a acoustic set back in the day be- be- when it was the hot new Z104. Oh, yeah. yeah. It yep. wasn't. Oh, yeah. wow, yeah, okay. So, yeah, that was a long time ago. I remember. Yeah. Date myself on it. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, you, look, you, you look beautiful, though. You know, I had a conversation yeah. with Greg about that, you know, and they had, back then they were playing, you know, old school metal bands, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and right, yeah. Like Aerosmith well, and shit. Well, not even that. It was like Warrant and... and hmm. um, uh, no, I mean like '90s Aerosmith, like '80s and '90s. Yeah, yeah, ah. like living in a, not yeah. like old Aerosmith. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Janie's got a gun. Exactly, <laughs> ragdoll. And living on the edge. Yes, uh-huh. yes, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. what that it was. was. Such a radical transformation when they just changed formats. One day, just yeah. like boom, boom. It's yeah. Sign of the times. Yeah, like, wow. Yeah. Now I I know that you have uh, just recently uh, got a new song out. Um, yes. Um, I, I, I guess you're going to be dropping a new album. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that, and then we can yeah, move on to thanks, another, thanks. another. Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, we got a new album coming out. It's called Fear City. Uh, the new song is called Get High. It's okay. out right now. I think you guys you got it or you're getting it yes. uh, for your music stream. Yeah, we got it. Um, okay, cool. And it, it's a fun song. What's it, know, What's and, it about? Uh, get high, I guess you can imagine. Airplane. No, really, the, the, the premise was the premise was that no matter what you do, kind of like Greg, he he took pride in his work. Mm-hmm. So, and we take pride in our band. And so, music can get you high, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Sure, it absolutely. creates feelings. Yeah. It creates feelings, memories, yes. or just a feeling. Yes. Or, you know, you can conquer the world by listening to the right you song. You and I think exactly so, like. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, get high. Yeah, we we did the you know the obvious thing, but it's more about just getting high with everything that you do. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a good time. Right. It's basically we rock and roll because it gets us high. And that's what Greg did, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He took pride in his stuff, and he he got off and on it, and right. he he took you know, and that's cool that you can do that. It is. Every time I met Greg, he. He was the utmost professional in everything that he did. He certainly was. You guys are such yeah, a fantastic and band, and you you know you have this stream's full support. Uh, we, we love playing your songs anytime you. we get them. You guys have certainly Thanks, overcome guys. your uh, 
enough uh, you know challenges uh, with with Mikey, but man, he sounds yeah. great on that new song. Oh. And uh, you guys are yeah. clicking on all cylinders, brother. Yep, and we'll have you on Thank soon, you. man. We're gonna let you go. We're gonna go call uh, Steve guys. McKay, Appreciate man. It, man. But we love take you. Take care, and, Kevin, and take care, man. Thanks, buddy. All right, love you too, guys. Love See you later, Kevin. Take bunch care. of Doxy. Bye bye. So cool. It's been a long time since we did the old school phone calls on this stream, I but know, uh, right? but you know that's just one example. We're getting ready to talk to another one of of uh, someone whose life was touched by Greg, and uh, he just helped band after band in this town. And even outside of this town, he was just a help to everybody. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, Steve McCabe coming up, you guys. Go ahead. Go. I lo- no, I was just going to say I love listening to the dial tone. And, oh, and, and yeah. Right, yeah that, it's old school, man. Old school for sure. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Tulsa Music Stream. Hey. Steve McCabe. What's, I've been watching up until about four seconds ago. Oh. You said you were going to call me, and I logged off. Oh. So, there you go, man. There he is, man. All our number just dropped one. Oh, shit. <laughs> Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the voice of Imzadi and Poster Children. Yes, yes. How's Poster it, Child. Thanks for coming on with us. Hey, we're doing all right, man. We're hearing a lot of amazing and great stories about Greg, and I know you have your own, so the floor is yours. Why don't you share your some a couple of your favorite thoughts or memories of Greg Kozak and how he impacted your life? Sure, sure. Um, the first time I ever saw Greg, I didn't get to actually meet him, but my brother, Doug, who coincidentally passed away from cancer back in 2000 uh he was a huge uh, follower of the caravan went out there all the time and uh i begged you know he's big brother and so i had to beg him as little brother to come on man take me out there take me out there so he finally took me out there one night and i and i saw greg for the first time and just the visual impression that this guy gave I was like, he 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 came off as a as a real rock star, and he had such confidence up there in the DJ booth, and they had the axe handles that they would air guitar on. Uh, that was actually the first time I ever saw him. I got to meet him in the '90s, um, probably early to mid, when um, when I was with Cooter Brown. Mm-hmm and um just out at events and such and i was introduced to him i don't i don't recall who introduced me but i do i remember meeting him for the first time and and it being such a thrill uh now with cooter brown you know everybody's been talking about he played their music and stuff like that well our music wasn't really z104.5's thing Mm. which wasn't a big deal i mean uh we it was more of a KMOD thing, and I, you know, uh, but anyway, uh, just knowing him, and every time I ever saw him, just as everyone has said, he was always so positive and so encouraging and real. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the word, just just real. There was no pretense. Uh, there was zero attitude. I mean, except the good kind, you know, the confidence. Mm-hmm. But I was always a fan of his as far as listening to him on the radio. And like I said, I'd see him out at the Canes at different events. Um, we, I personally have got to play the Canes many times, and he's been there several of those. Um, but just... 
Um, I'm sorry. It's you're okay, man. It's t- it's tough. Yeah. Lead singers tend to be kind of emotional. Anyway, um, he was he was just a a great guy, and um, I I want to say before I forget, we're of a certain age group, fellas, nine. Yo. All of you, Scotty, mm-hmm. go, go get the exam. Yep. Um, your families count on you, and um, I understand that it was prostate cancer, and um, it can it can be caught early enough to help. So I'll uh, that's that's all the preaching I'm gonna do. Sure, sure. Uh, Thank you for but, uh, caring. Oh, oh look. here's the cat. Uh, it was a little birdie, you know, like I said, he's a very, he was a very private person. And the only way I found out was very, very recently. Um, and it was a little birdie nine. Are you grinning? Yeah. You know, um, I was thankful for the word and I did get to send him a message and, uh, Tell him how much I admired and respected him and considered him a, a good friend. I'm glad to hear that. Um, just every time that, uh, every time I ever came across him or he was, we would run into each other. It was like, it was like old friends mm-hmm. and not that we ever got to spend all that much time together, but every time he approaches everyone like someone you've known all your life and just that smile and that signature hair you know uh it's it's a it was a sad sad day when i when i received the news and uh mm-hmm. it was quite unexpected like like i said he and everyone knows that he was a very private person and um we all respected that sure, sure um, man yeah, Steve, he got um, he got pretty uh, upset when he found out that we knew. And, um, you know, we were asked uh, not to, well, not even by him, but we just we just knew that it was not something that he wanted broadcast publicly. Oh, and, absolutely uh, not. But, you know, I, uh, I know there's a large number of people out there that were just kind of mowed down by this news because they didn't even know he was sick. And uh, yeah. and one of the last things he said to me, sorry, the cat's trying to come up here. I told you guys this was Lucy Goosey tonight. Um, Pussy Central. Yeah, it's here. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he, 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 <laughs> one of the things Greg said to me was, thank you and Scott for using discretion. And by that, I think he meant thanks for not blasting it all over Facebook. Yeah. And we weren't about to do that. We've known for several months that, that uh, he was sick and... Um, like you said, he was a private guy, but I am I'm grateful that you did get to send him a message, and I'm sure it meant the world to him. And we truly thank you for your, your time and your thoughts tonight, um, and we wish you well and, and congratulate you for all your success out there. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, I want to say one quick thing. It was good to put a face to Greg's son. Yes. Uh, pleasure listening to him, watching him on his part of this. And thank you guys for putting this together. It is, uh, it is a great tribute to a great man, a great Tulsa personality, Absolutely. and a radio hero. It's our honor to thank do you, so. Steve. Thanks for being part of it. We love you, and we'll see you out there soon.
Thanks, guys. We love you, too. Take Bye-bye, care. Steve. Take All care, right. Bye-bye. We'll see you. All right. Awesome. That's so cool. Okay, we got a couple more calls here. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna tear through. I I, I know it's uh, it's a long show, but it's worth it. It's yeah. worth it to spend time talking yeah, about. And, and then when absolutely. we get done with this, is our last phone call, and then we'll uh, get get to have some last words with everybody. A- actually, Scott, it's not our last call. <laughs> oh. We need to call Steve Ray, and then we're gonna call uh, Mike Abate, which is Greg's. Roommate. No, no, I said we got one more last call. Okay, but we've got three like calls. Like a round of drinks or what? We've got three calls total okay. left, but you're okay. Go ahead and give Steve Ray a call. And and Steve Ray was the, uh, what all band, I know he's in Pitbulls on Crack, and then he was in Doomsday Junkie, but uh, I, I, he he told me, he said, and he didn't mean this arrogantly, he meant this factually. Greg would have wanted him to participate in this show, and you're you're about to hear why. So we're getting ready to get Steve Ray on the phone with us here. Hello, Steve. Hey, Scott. Hey, How buddy. you doing, man? Tulsa Music Stream I'm here. Good. Can you turn that yeah, down in the background? We're getting a little bit of a delay. Can you just turn down your... I, I turned it off. Awesome. Okay. Sorry. Thanks, buddy. That's fine. How are you doing tonight? Well, I, I'm doing okay. I, I really appreciate you guys including me on this. Uh, of course, of course. Absolutely. I really love Greg a lot. And uh, tell you, interestingly, interestingly enough... I met Greg in 1994 at Pink Floyd in Dallas, <clears throat> and we're the same age. He's, actually, I'm a little bit older than Greg. So I was, by 1994, was very established with pit bulls on crack. I'd been working for Little Wing, Kane's Ballroom. You know, things were going good. Uh, kind of a funny story, the way we met. Uh, a friend of mine had, it was a few days before Pink Floyd in, at Texas Stadium. A friend of mine said, "Hey, uh, I got somebody backed out. I've got a ticket. Do you want? I'll give you a flat fee for your gas and a hotel and all this stuff. I got a nice hotel room." And uh, you know, I just said, "What the heck? Yeah, I'll take it." And so on the way down there, he, this guy's name's Todd, and I've really hardly ever seen him again. Me and Greg have talked about him a lot, and I don't think he has either. But uh, we were going down there, and he said, do you know a guy named Greg Kosak? And I looked at him, and we're halfway to Texas, and I said, well, isn't he the DJ overnight, Z104? It wasn't the edge yet. And he said, yeah. And I said, no, I, I, I don't know him. I know who he is. And uh, he goes, well, he's going to meet us up there. And I said, well, cool. I'm gl- I'll be looking forward to meeting him. So we went to our hotel room, and... This is the day before the show, I think, but this Todd guy left and left me, and I went to take a nap, and all of a sudden, I woke up to cop knock on the door. Oh, I mean, boy. just bam, 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 and so I thought it was Todd trying to prank me or whatever, and I didn't even look, and I opened the door, and it's Greg Kosak. Oh, jeez. And he put his hands out and just had this shocked look on his face. I'm sorry, dude. I've got the wrong room. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and he, you know, he was expecting this little Todd guy, and here's this big biker-looking dude answers the door, and uh, you know, I'm like, hey, man, you know, it's fine. He had a couple of friends with him, and I said, you guys can come on in. And he, he said, no, no, no. You just, you. And I said, you know, I'm with Todd. He said, just have Todd call us. Well, 
we went to the show and it was Pink Floyd and the only time I ever saw him and it was their last tour. So it was a really kind of a spiritual thing. Greg, and I know you guys are Cowboys fans, so Greg did make mention because our seats would have just been pristine to watch the Cowboys game because of the 45-yard line, about 20, 30 seats from the from the ground. So that's how we met, and we've seen each other around, but when things changed, when the Edge changed their format and they started doing Edge Fest, I was working for Little Wing. We were real involved building the stages, putting on these shows. Greg and I just, you know, our paths crossed, and we were both just flying high in our popularity, and he was just very supportive about Pitbulls on Crack. He really knew nothing about us, but he just – he just picked up the baton and promoted us. Uh, I would be working all these shows, and he would always stick a microphone right in my face. You know, I'm working, and I'm on a mission, and I'm yelling at people. Hmm. All of a sudden, I'm on the air. And, <laughs> and he would really put me on the spot, and it was really good for me. Sure. One time, though, he this was like the third Edge Fest. He stopped me for that, and uh, he asked me, how wide the stage was edge fest stage were really wide because we would have to stay you know going one band going in and five minutes later another one next to him so they were really wide and i didn't know he he caught me off guard how how wide is the stage and i was really having a hard day and everything and i said greg i really don't know i've got gig butt right now and he <laughs> says uh, gig butt what's that and i said god greg i'm so glad you asked uh, gig butts condition that you get out here things like this and all these roadies all over the country know about gig butts mm -hmm. uh, and uh you know so it's it comes from like you're going to the bathroom in a pot a porta potty of course i'm on the air right when you go to the bathroom in a porta potty and there's spiders and wasps and it stinks and it's hot and you really don't wipe really good and so when you start seeing people walking around with their feet two feet apart or just standing there <laughs> ventilating um Greg just the shocked look on his face, <laughs> and he was just and he he was like looking at me and mouthing, like don't you go too far, you know? And, I was like, and so I'm sitting there telling him all this stuff, and he goes, "Oh, so it's a PSA? You're you're giving us a PSA, a public service?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's it. That's it. Everybody bring their their baby powder <laughs> to the wow. tomorrow. Nice recovery." <laughs> Wow. So, uh, just just fun memories with Greg all the yeah. time. He's just you just wanted Greg to like you. I yes. mean, I can't put it. Right. Any, I right. did not know that he was sick. I was very gutted, but really, you know, the strength of our popularity was enhanced by each other. This '95, '96, '97. Uh, I took over stage manager. We released the Feeding Frenzy CD. He played it. Hondo played it, all this crazy stuff. Hondo is supposed to play it at X o'clock, and, and we're listening. We got our tape recorder set up and everything to record it, and and Hondo gets it's like, hey, Steve Ray, would you call me? I don't know which song I'm supposed to play. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, you know, we that all uh, was the very beginnings of the homegrown whole thing you know it was like a few weeks later hondo played a few other bands and another one of our songs and uh it was not long after that within a month or so they started the homegrown show wow so i mean it would have probably happened without us and all that but just greg 
the way he promoted us and the way he revered me on the air, you know, he would talk about me, him and Hondo, mm -hmm. about, you know, even when I wasn't around and they would tell me later, you know, I heard somebody say they, they never saw Greg get mad. I probably shouldn't tell this, but I did see Greg get mad, but he <laughs> told me about it after it happened. And uh, we were doing The Offspring at the Canes, and it was their first big hit, you know, Keep Them Separated. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, they had to go do a radio interview at the Edge, and Greg was the one conducting the interview. And these guys just, you know, F-bombs here, just like left and right. Mm. He's hit the mute button, the delay's going off. And, you know, he's like being nice about it. Hey, guys, you know, you can't, can't cuss like that on the air. And, oh, we're sorry. You know, so they do it again, and they'd still cuss. And uh, two or three times, he was getting pissed. And so he finally went to dead air, and he said, guys, if, if I think we're getting a $20,000 fine because you cussing here, you're not going to walk out of this building. Wow. And I mean, Greg Kozak is telling me this about the offspring. <laughs> awesome. And I believed him. Wow. And, you know, I mean, anyway, I'll get off here, guys. Oh. I, Greg Parker, uh, my sincerest condolences to you and your family. I really, uh, really love Greg. I'm, I'm very sorry. And uh, you guys are doing a great job. Uh, I'll go ahead and get off here and let, give somebody else a, another turn here. Hey, thank you, hey, Steve. Thank you so much, Steve. Ray. Okay. Hey, man, we love you. Hang in there. I know it's hard, but we're gonna we're gonna go through this together. And Greg Greg Parker actually stepped out of the room for a minute, but we'll make sure that he knows that you said that. Steve, thank you for sharing those great memories. We love you, brother. We'll see you soon. Yeah, I just I just want to add all my stage hands back in those days. They they loved Greg just as much as I did, and uh, you know my bandmates and everybody. So you bet. I just yeah. never knew anybody that didn't like Greg. It's You're right. Just, uh, same, same here. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Absolutely. It's a great dude, man. Just a genuine article. I've agreed with so many things that I've heard here tonight. So uh, thank you guys for doing this, and uh, we'll see you soon. Keep up the good work. Thanks, all right, buddy. Right, buddy. Go, we'll go, go Cowboys, man. <laughs> Yeah, literally, yeah, this, this could be a 12-hour show See because there's so many people that have so many great memories, and that's what you want. That's how what you want to leave behind is a legacy like that. I so know. it is a long show, but yeah. you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. And, you know, when people watch the replay, um, you know, they're, they're going to want to hear all these stories. So thanks for hanging in there with us. We've got two more calls. Yeah. We're going to go kind of. And, and kinda, stick with us because yeah. we, we have something really cool at the end yes of we this. do yes we do and uh yeah it came together really very special it's something that means a lot to us we're going to give a quick call to i hope i'm saying the last name right micah Bate. this is greg's roommate and he wanted to say some things about greg as well hey scott hey how you doing mike, hey, mike. oh i'm doing good you doing all right? We're hanging in yep. there. It's doing been a, an amazing show with a lot of amazing guests and, and stories and memories. We want to give you an opportunity to spend a couple minutes sharing a, a favorite thought or memory about Greg as well. You're his roommate. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, I, I had the pleasure of meeting Greg in 1989. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. Go you right go right ahead. ahead. All right. Sorry. Um so I, I had the pleasure of meeting Greg in 1989 when I went to work for the Rock and Roll Caravan and uh, continued to work there all those years and, and worked with Greg uh, a lot. 
uh, about eight years ago, uh, and we were good personal friends all those years. Uh, eight years ago, uh, Greg uh, needed a place to stay. Uh, actually, uh, me and my wife got married about 10 years ago. And after we moved into our house, we kept telling Greg, hey, you ever need a place? You got it. And he kept asking us. And finally, one day he goes, are you really sure? And we're like, yeah. And so he moved in and lived with us for the last eight years. Wow. Uh, some of the stories of him not having a cell phone. The reason he got a cell phone was because of us. <laughs> Good uh, job. Moved in, uh, he, he said, hey, can I have your landline number so I can give it to my mom? Wow. And I'm like, sorry, Greg. And we had to move, drag him kicking and screaming into the 21st century. <laughs> That's uh, funny. Uh, actually, uh, my wife was very instrumental in him uh, stopping drinking alcohol mm. about five, six years ago. Great. Uh, and, you know, so uh, she was, she was the, one of the main reasons he did it. Uh, unfortunately, two and a half years ago, uh, he was diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. It was already stage four. He swore us to secrecy as well as his family. And all I can tell you is, because we were right there with him, he put up one hell of a fight. Yeah. I mean, he was stage four when they found it. Wow. And so he went through all the various treatments, and he did all of that. So he put up a, a great fight. That's um, awesome. You know, and what everybody has been saying, you know, anybody who knew Greg knew he was private, but he was also the most positive person you ever met. Yes. So uh, some of the... You know, I got so many stories, but, you know, one of the things like during the pandemic, um, we got super close because nothing, we couldn't do anything. So we started playing cards every night and, uh, and, you know, he would get so excited when he was getting ready to go on uh, Tulsa music stream live. He oh, loved that. Wow. Uh, he loved being on there with you guys. And it, it was a big highlight for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, some of the, the old, the old caravan days. And this is back we, we, when it was country. Uh, we would we would all go. Uh, the caravan crew would go to the fair the last Sunday of the fair, and we would sit there. And you have to understand, there's about twenty twenty five of us, right? And if we were lucky, we would get to go about five feet before somebody stopped Greg. So we'd all stand there while <laughs> Greg graciously talked to that person. Right. Then we'd get to walk another five feet before somebody else grabbed Greg. Mm -hmm. After about two and a half hours of that, we said, come on, Greg, we've been here two and a half hours and we made 25 feet. Come on. <laughs> and so, so a bunch of us was personal security and we would like, we'd look at Greg and if he gave us a nod, we'd let him talk. If he sort of gave us this other wink, we'd say, sorry, uh, we're looking for uh, fried rice krispies right now. Greg has no time to talk. And, uh, you know, but, but Greg, so, so, uh, our granddaughter is getting ready to be three and Greg was with, uh, us. Because we uh, had her since she was born, and uh, Greg was here uh, with her, and uh, and you know of course she calls him Uncle Greg, uh, but the funny thing is she had a little keyboard, and you know Greg is a musician that could play all instruments. I mean the only instrument that I knew, and he personally told me he could not play, was the bagpipes because he didn't have enough wind, mm. oh, which I wow. had I couldn't believe that, but you know, <laughs> but he, so he was he was we called him Uncle. Uh, keyboard stand so whenever he came down because he lived upstairs when he'd come down our, our granddaughter would see him grab her little keyboard give it to greg and he'd have to hold it for her while she tried to play oh wow so uh, and i have a hundred million stories but 
but you know greg loved tulsa music uh yes. he loved supporting local musicians he loved uh what you guys were doing mm -hmm. and what um everybody's been doing to support tulsa music um he you know uh he was a very unique man mm -hmm. um he loved his family he and his family he had so many friends that he took care of but you know the the big reason and we you know as his health was declining my wife and i would try to talk to him and say you know greg there's so many people out there love you please reach out to him let him know and he's like you know i just don't want them to be burdened man and that's that sums greg up in a heartbeat yeah just like what greg uh, gregory said his son uh you know everything he said pray for my family that's what greg uh um was asked and and i'll share this last thing and then i'll get off so i know this has been a long show but so um you know he was there in, the, uh, in Claire House for 30 days. Me and my wife spent, we went up there every day uh, and saw him. Uh, and the, um, the last thing he said to us, to my wife, was uh, one of his hospice nurses gave him a little Bible. And he asked for his Bible. Mm. And so my wife asked him as she was handing it to him. And it was like one of these little miniature Bibles, you know, uh, that old people can't read because the print's so small. Right. But anyway, my wife asked him if he wanted us to read the Bible to him. And so, of course, uh, I started trying to read from that Bible until my wife said, why don't you just read it from your iPhone? Uh, and, you know, but anyway, the last thing uh, we had the pleasure of doing was was uh, reading for the, Bi uh, the Bible to Greg. And, uh, awesome. you know, and, you know, the one last thing is, if y'all remember the 80s caravan reunion, the back of that shirt, mm -hmm. it said, until we meet again. Yeah. Okay. Um, what a great appropriate thing. So all of us, I'll just say this. This is not goodbye to Greg. It's right. just, well, we got to wait a little bit till we see him again. And I can't wait. Um, you know, I, I, I want to live a long time, but I'm looking forward to that time when I get to see Greg again. Me too. And give that little scrawny, long-haired... <laughs> guy a uh, big hug well can i can i say on behalf of, of probably a bunch of people thank you for what for what you did for our friend yes well like i said it was my pleasure um he you know he was he's family to us yeah um i know gregory um his son i mean we've gotten really close over the last few months and have spent a lot of time together and and it is our plan that Gregory is now part of our family yes. and, you know, he'll be hanging out with us hopefully a lot, but yeah, Greg, you know, he was such a, uh, he was such a icon and celebrity here in Tulsa that when you ever went out with him, you had to be prepared to just enjoy meeting a whole bunch of people. And, and uh, the funny thing is they really don't even care to talk to you. Right. I mean, I, when I was DJing with Greg at the caravan, people would walk up and go, oh, my God, are you actually Greg Kozak, the DJ for 104.5? Oh, funny. And, I mean, they were just mesmerized that they actually got to meet their, you know, their, their, their childhood yeah. celebrity. For sure. But anyway, well, we, you know, we're all going to miss Greg. We yes. are. Um, we are. And we Tulsa. really appreciate you coming on. And Mike, yeah, all I can tell you, yeah. all I can tell you right now is just wait, wait for the ending of this show because it ties into everything you just said. And listen, buddy, right. we, we appreciate you and Linda. We love you guys. Like, like nine said, thank you guys for what you did for Greg. 
in the last uh, portion well, of his absolutely. life. We really well, without appreciate rocket it. science playing tonight, what else is there to do on a Friday night? Right? Hey, man, this, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing tonight for sure. So God bless you, and we will see you out at the next show, okay? All right. Thank you, Mike. You appreciate Thanks, you. my friend. Bye-bye. All right, one more call. Uh, we had a request from a viewer. He wanted to share some, some quick thoughts about Greg. We're going to call Sean Brown. It, it, we'll see if he answers. I, I, don't, I trust he's still watching. He's old. Might be his bedtime already. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's, it's hard to say. We, we'll see if he answers. But, uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. We're, we're getting close to the end, so do hang in there with us. We'll see if he picks up here. past his bedtime it may be mm -hmm. all right well that is okay i i know we're running a touch late so hey we tried yeah, sorry, sean i know that uh, i know that greg meant a lot to you and um definitely meant a lot to all of us and uh greg parker has just stepped out of the room for a minute when he comes back in uh, we'll kind of start wrapping things up but guys um I, I want to put a couple of uh, pictures up that I know mean a lot to us. Actually, Scott, I want you to tell this story, if you don't mind. You sent me these pictures. Um, yeah, so... Do you want to uh, tell this story when Greg's in the room, or do you want to, do you want to go ahead and tell it now? Uh, I can wait for okay. him. But, I mean, that's basically uh, the Edge birthday bash. I, I feel like a... Oh, you know what? So I bet it's my... Is it your headphones? Yeah. Oh, are they acting there up on you? There we go. Okay. Um, so that was the Edge birthday bash. I think it was 98 or so. Um, right there, um, I'm, you know, they're, they're, get, they're introducing us. There's Greg in the red uh, raincoat, and <laughs> I believe that was your, your, your future husband there. Yeah, in the um, yellow. In the yellow. Yeah. And I didn't know him. And as I'm crossing there, there's Greg, and, and you know, he gives me a wink. And, <laughs> and, and you know, it was so, always so cool to do those uh, those 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 shows, yeah. and and Greg would always introduce the bands and stuff, and then we'd go, you know. So as I went across there, you know, I saw him, and then the, uh, you know, future uh, husband of yours, and mm -hmm. then and then I end up marrying you too. So yeah, it's pretty weird. I guess I guess I get around, but yeah, <laughs> that's that's kind of like an amazing circle of life moment right there for sure, and I'll. Yeah. I'll share that with Greg later. He's stepping back. And, in it was, and I think right there in the first picture, he's looking back at Adrian, which he's gone as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. We've lost a lot of, a lot of dear people. I also want to put these pictures up that I, I think the three of us will cherish these two pictures forever. For sure. Uh, that one on the left is Greg with Scott and me when he, he was over at our house the, the first time he helped us host the show in person and typical Greg, you know, here we talk about how we felt like we should have been paying him because he was just one of the best at what he does. And he brings us a gift and he brought us, I think it was a, a nice uh, glove for our new grill. Cause he had heard, you know, he had seen Scott posting about the, the grill we had gotten. So he brings us a gift. That's so Greg. And then what a sweet picture nine of you and him uh, in an embrace there on the right. I know that's a picture you're definitely going to hold. What are you drinking? Hold. 
I'm drinking a Heineken there, but that, but you know, this is this is where you know, because we all played um, different songs in this in this show, and I just remember I'd played the third or fourth song, and I walked out from the backstage area, and mm. there was Greg, and it was like the first time I'd seen him in a while, and we just embraced, and someone took the someone took the picture, and, I, and it's a picture that I will cherish. It's a great one. I didn't know. It's a great one. I thought it was Surge because the 104 had a lot of uh, Surge back then. Oh, the, did they? No, he was not drinking a oh, Surge. Well. So, Greg Parker, thank you for hanging out with us all night long. We're getting ready to wrap things up. I just want to give you an opportunity if you have any closing words. Sure, sure. I would say, uh, you know, I, I really want to say, because Mike mentioned this, and then we talked a little bit about uh, Claire House. I just, I want to give a, a huge shout out to that to that group of people. Uh, also, uh, some of his hospice nurses the last couple months one of them texted me as we were walking in and said, I'm going to be watching tonight. I'm really mm. excited to hear some stories. So uh, thank you to all those, cool. uh, to all those. And, and you know, one story I did want to kind of end on because I thought it was really cool. Um, a really good moment that my dad was able to share with my, myself and my, uh, and my sister and my, and my cousin was a few months back. Um, he told us we were, we started going through, all the stuff, you know what I mean? There's all the stuff. And he said, okay, let's start talking about the stuff. What's all the stuff going to go to? And so he said, there's one really important thing that I really want to make sure gets in the right hands. And so I said, okay, what is it? And so he said, I have um, Hondo's original FCC license. Oh, wow. And he said, I want it to go to his family. So. <sighs> What was really cool, Chuck connected me with uh, mom and dad, so I was able to already have a conversation with him. And so um, they plan on coming to town soon, so they're going to grab that for me. But oh, that's really wow. cool. I, you know, whenever he told me that, it just and I thought about that tonight coming here, and I thought, you know, that is just we everybody's kind of told their stories, and that's not really my story, that's his. But uh, it really does sum up a lot of relationships and how important relationships were to my yes, dad yes relationships were key uh i get it from somewhere i kind of see it in myself too so i think it's awesome and uh just knowing the fact of learning and meeting all these people the last uh few months and you know having mike on earlier was great to hear and and all the all the great stories so thank you for anybody who might have said like good to put a face to a name because i know probably like all of you You've probably heard stories about us, but didn't really know who we were. And so right. uh, I just, I, I want to say thank you to you all for doing this tonight, because this is a lot. And uh, again, this is so cool to hear stories on this behalf and, uh, and really just to learn a lot more. So sure. thank you all very much for hosting this. It was our absolute and pleasure. Yeah, yeah, and having me. I appreciate yeah. hey, pleasure. so much. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Pleasure and an honor. And uh one last thing I want to say to you, um, you, you probably know this, but just to drive it home, you know, people will, will you're going to feel overwhelmed for a while, and then you're probably going to hit that period where you feel very alone. So I hope you'll know that we're here for you anytime you need anything. Yes, uh, we we yeah, are a support you. group uh, for you, and, and he just was a tremendous guy. We will go ahead and start getting ready to wrap this up. Greg, thank you for being here with us all night. Absolutely. Guys, do you have any more closing thoughts before we... Do you we... want to show off your shirt? 
Oh, well, she would have to. She would have to sit in that oh, seat. Are come you willing? Join to, us right over here. Yeah, let me put you back on real quick. What are well, we didn't run you through the makeup department before you came in. Wow. Sorry. Not that you needed it, but we usually just have a wardrobe department. Oh, he's full what of it. No, no, no. Tell no, us a little no, bit about no, the shirt. No. The caravan shirt. Um, it's our uh, reunion shirt. That's really okay. cool. Oh, that's in 2016, nice. we had the reunion. It was going to be at the caravan, um, but Jack pulled the plug on that. So. Good old Tom Green came God through. Love him. Came through, and we had it at the IDL cool. instead. Fantastic. And um, Mark McNitt and Angie Kay yeah. and I made a little Facebook page that went from about a couple of us to a thousand wow. in a couple of days. And so we got to have um, our reunion, and we made up shirts, and so we got cool. Greg to come out of his hole. Awesome! <laughs> awesome! Somebody got a hold of him, and he, he came and. And uh, we were all so happy to see him. Oh, and then sure. of course again we got to see him more at IDL for sure several for sure. times. So well, well Elizabeth Talcott, everybody. Yeah, and Elizabeth because well because Mike mentioned the shirt, she's got to turn around and show us the backside because Mike mentioned that oh, on the phone sweet. call. Yes, yeah. So this, I just want to point that yeah. out. You guys are going to get you chills. Just turn over a little, little more. There you, go. you guys are going to get chills because you, you have no idea how the program's about to end, but uh, some there's some divine stuff going mm -hmm. on here Might tonight. Might I say you look beautiful tonight. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. do. No, what I meant by that was like you were just rushed onto camera. You didn't yeah. even have time to go to wardrobe. Yeah. That's it. We but didn't warn you. You didn't need it, though. You You're beautiful. Yes. Beautiful as You're always. Beautiful. So, uh, you know, go ahead, One Scott. thing that I always, when I would listen to Greg when I was working construction and, and I was, you know, a lot of times I'd hear him and, and, um, his, his sign off, you know, every time that he would sign off from his, his day of work, his, 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 uh, shift, he would always say, Tulsa, you rock. And, um, you know, I know there was a lot of people that, you know, wanted to, want to call and tell their stories. And this we could, like I, like he said, we could do this for four hours and maybe we'll do another show and, and a tribute and honor of Greg Kozak and get everybody's voice in. Mm -hmm. And I know David Charles Hoffman Smith wanted to come on and I appreciate you, man. And and um, I know you have a lot of stories, but it's it, it's just long and it's painful it is and, and at the same time it's uh it, it's also joyous joyous because you get to hear so many cool stories and then you have, you know a cat comes in with his toy yeah so. the cat just brought the toy <laughs> into um, the room wow. i wanted i wanted to sign us off tonight in honor of greg kozak um a tulsa legend we have not said that all night people Greg Kozak is a Tulsa legend. Yes. So just know that. And um, we want to sign off yep. with tonight by saying, on the count of three, one, two, three. You, you rock, rock, Greg. Greg. You're humble, like David Dober is. And we were hanging out with Nine last night, and he said, uh, he said one of the biggest compliments was, I guess, I can't remember what it was for, but you said that the Kevorkians were your favorite local band, and he said that really meant a lot to him. And and I and I told this story before when you talked about our album Down for Five, and you you, you seemed to really enjoy it, and that meant a lot to us too. So you are valued, and Thank and you. you are appreciated, and and this has just been an amazing episode. And Thank you. 
And uh, do we want to play with fire a little bit with that with the exit song? Do we want to do that? We can do that. Now, yeah. now I'm embarrassed to say I don't know this song. And and uh, Angie, we're gonna try to do something here. Just pray to God. Maybe, that, maybe your idea of just doing the ending was good. Yeah, maybe we need to do that. Maybe we need to. Do, <laughs> I, I kind of like that idea. Why don't you Why don't you take a load off there? Play ball! Just sing a song and think about Sonny. We're terrible. I don't know this verse. <laughs> they get the idea. They oh, get that the was idea. fun. That, that was. Till we meet again. Uh, there you go. Yes.